2: This is Full Change with Tom Laidlaw.
0: Hey, Tom. Oh, hi, Tom. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. It's like that scene in um, Spies Like Us. You remember that movie? Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd? Doctor. Doctor. Oh, that's, that's famous. Yes. Tom. Yeah. Tom. Tom. <laughs> so- I didn't
3: know where that came from because I was walking around long ago, so I was walking around going, Doctor.
0: Doctor, they said we're actor, doctor, doctor, That's actually pretty funny. That was good. I was speaking with my my neighbor Greg Mulligan, who actually wrote and directed a movie. He's the Irish slot, right? He's Irish. Not really, definitely. Oh, but he said he. So he has a boat, and he said for whatever reason, every time he gets on his boat, it automatically defaults to our podcast. So oh, the whole family's hearing that you know the the oil lung song by uh by Dead Eye Doll. But he's he's a big fan. But he said he, he's like I can't get anything off. I can't get it off. So it's just on his uh, his boat. Did, still, did we do that? Like I had no. no. I, was like, I, I said I have no idea, but keep doing it. Yeah. That's cool. Especially when you get it you know out of the area. Uh, you did you and you're Canadian obviously and everything is lake and cap country. Do you guys have a boat when you were growing yes, up? Yes we did
3: actually yeah we had an old wooden boat. I don't know how we didn't get to use it very much because on the arm we couldn't get away to
0: wait wait you, you had a boat but not a shower. Good point. Wow. Yeah. The,
3: <laughs> that's true too. I never thought of that what my parents thinking. Um but it's, it's like one of those old wooden boats, like maybe like twelve feet long. It wasn't much of a boat, like a canoe, basically. You go know, bolder. Yeah, that's yeah. I yeah, I don't want to paint the picture that had air conditioning and it wasn't a yacht exactly. So yeah, but we never really got to use it that much. So my dad they loved water skiing. Like, really, water skiing. Yeah.
0: Were you a big fishing guy or no? No, I do I hated fishing. Yeah, I, mean,
3: I, I guess you're you get outside, the weather's nice, and the whole bit. But man, you're waiting for a fish to on.
0: Yeah, you got my uh, one of my hockey buddies, Brian. Old became a big fisherman guy. He's talking about like the Honey Hole and. Uh, you know, finding all the right. Is that Brian Old? Brian Noble. Brian Noble. Is he Irish yes. Uh No, just a regular pair. Uh, yeah. Defenseman. Good, really good defenseman. Yeah. But he uh, he loves fishing. And some people get like really crazy about yeah. it. People get crazy about a couple of things. Guns and fishing. And golf too. And golf. Oh. I know you can't play. My dad, uh, who is, is a great golfer, and he plays three times a week in South Carolina. Right. As, as I said before, he can't handle technology. Uh, he just does not like, he hates it. So right. he hates any app on the phone. Though he likes Facebook though. It's weird. Oh. But um, but yeah, he's he's a, your father's first name. It's also Tom. <laughs> we'll get him on. We'll get him. I get my son, and we'll get somebody else. We'll have a lot of. But your um, son goes by Thomas. He right? does okay. intentionally. Okay, they call him uh the baseball. Team. He plays a lot of baseball, and they call so him. You've got this creativity in you, but you've all got the same name. I know we talked about this though. His I know it's like a family thing, but his middle name is Skywalker. So that's that's a plus. Your that's son? that's a yes, good. and my my daughter's one of my daughter's middle names is closely. A, 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 it's an Icelandic name. So we gave them cool names because we knew they were stuck with boring last names. Yeah. But my son plays baseball. He's great. And I want to tell you this because we talk about lessons all the time. And he's on the a travel team in our town. I, ha- I get to go to these games I have with great dads, Captain John Perotti, who I spend most of my time with. he's a, a listener he is Italian. There you he's go. a police captain, listener of the show. So him and I sit together at the baseball games and we just, you know, shoot the shit. But my son I was practicing with because he wants to get better. So I threw it, we took a bucket, threw him like thirty balls. He missed all of them. This is just a day ago because he's got got the, No great pitching. So the season ended and uh he practiced and he missed it he was upset and he's like I, I, I can't do it I can't hit I can't he wanted to quit and I said I don't mind if you if you can't do something if you fail a hundred times that's fine as long as you don't give up and he got back in he said by the end of the day all the balls are in the outfield and he felt great about himself way better than he would have so I think that's a that's kind of like what, what I've learned with doing this podcast with you it's about keep show up keep working hard that's excellent parenting there brother really oh, good well, kids, thank uh, you Bye. because a lot of times parents want to make the
3: kids feel better you know that, that snowplow uh, parent that yep. jim kite talked about uh but yeah he would he would learn to just quit at that point right now he learned okay keep on going you'll eventually get it done right and now so i know you know this but it's such a great lesson for life like it's not just like baseball. Or so
0: just, as cool. long as you work hard and, and show up, you know that's important that the results because I, you know and i saw a, a psychiatrist saying praise the effort not so much the result, you know, not the, the talent, whatever it is. So we do video
3: years ago, a guy was out in the park, uh, driveway of his house and he's trying to teach his son how to box. And the guy's a real motivational guy. And the boy started crying, similar so that he was upset that he couldn't do it. Right. And the, and the father stopped and he was really good with him. Like he was kind of stern, but very supportive yeah. and everything. So said, no, like no, you can do this. I know what you can do. You've done it before. We just do it again. And then the kids started doing it right. And the change in him, like crying to now the smile on yeah. his face now good he felt about himself it's a great view i wish I
0: seat. you see that that switch flip and you the same they got confidence in the eyes and that's 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 such an important lesson these kids are the kids are probably not gonna be a pro boxer my son's probably not gonna be a pro baseball player but they just they learn that they can overcome yeah. something and that that's that's really important
3: so uh, oh, that's the big thing was like i mean it's tough enough for kids right well there's social media and everything they don't think they're as good as everybody else and right. see all that stuff but they like realize okay it's not about you being as good as anybody else it's about you getting better every day and you do that but yep. never quit it's keep
0: and as and that's you and plow through like you you always at least yeah. talked about several times on, on this show yeah, but cool. but i want to say today we're gonna have another one of those special episodes it's not a hockey nhl hockey player we're gonna have a really cool episode uh of a new york city influencer who is a friend of mine who's doing some really cool stuff but did you were you a big subway guy when you uh were in the city no never i never touched subway at all when
3: we played we really would, yeah when i would drive in we drive into the game we go to a restaurant someplace driving and then I take the subway more now, right. uh, it's much more convenient and everything, but, uh, Were you, yeah. were you are so a big cab
0: guy then? Or well, sure.
3: when we, yeah, we drive, when we came in, we was driving all the time. We never take cabs. No, oh, wow. Since then, uh, I'm more, I much more enjoy taking train into Grand Central. Sure. Uh, Metro North and then take a subway or whatever, or I do try, if I can't, uh, I, like the fitness now too even if i'm walking to the garden it's like a 20 or 25 minute walk so i try to walk as much as i can yeah. when i go the and it's, you know it's nice sometimes during the winter or bad weather it's good to jump on the
0: subway when you drove in, you were you were a, you were a player when he drove in right yeah so we, and we had a parking across site. the street yeah did now uh, how the, the, as a kid i was there a lot if we would wait for you guys to try to get autographs did you sign for kids or did you yeah. drive right by well i probably didn't sign for you no you probably did yeah no
3: it was we were pretty there was again we've talked about this before kind of the the hockey code is you know, you, you're supposed to really treat people the right way, especially the kids. Uh, I'll never forget when I was a kid, my father got, you know, how he did it. He got me sitting in the uh, Maple Leaf Gardens in Chicago, was playing that night. And it was a pregame skate, and uh, Bobby Hall, we got to meet him. And he
0: stood there for about 10 minutes. Ago. You said this several times, but this is pretty fascinating because it's yeah. just, you just don't get, uh, you don't have a farmer get a uh, uh, Bobby Hall to talk to his son. Like, how did, what did your dad do behind the scenes? there, you know? That's a great question. I can't remember how he made it happen. Uh, because,
3: yeah, I remember thinking, we're little farm people. What are we doing here? Like, yeah, yeah. there's nobody else in Maple Leaf Gardens. Now, Maple Leaf Gardens is like this iconic. It's like a church or something, you know? So you're in there, excuse me, and nobody else is there. And then you're talking to Bobby Hall. And I think he, I had one of those mini sticks inside he signed it for me too. And it, it, that is, I know, I, I guess it's left such an impression on me. And I've learned that sure. lesson because I remember how I felt yep. talking to Bobby Hall. So I think to myself, okay, when I talk to these other kids now, I really want to make it mean something, you know, yes. saying, you know
0: like I thought Where my, my dad was 12 his, uh, his, my grandfather passed away. He had a, had a heart attack, died suddenly. So they were stuck. My grandmother was stuck with eight kids from like two to like 17. So my dad was kind of wayward. He was lost. And one of the, the, uh, people living in their building in, in the Bronx was an Usher Yankee stadium. So he somehow spoke to someone, got my father in. And my father wanted to he would work batting practice for the Yankees. He would shag flies, chase down balls. And he would hang out with like Mickey Mantle, Bobby Richardson, Marv Thornberry, who he said was a total dick. But, uh, he said when in fact said one time Thor Mar- marvelous marb thornberry Thor- remember that guy he was in the bud light commercials with yeah. him yeah. so he gave my father dip when he was like 12 chewing tobacco i think my was got cyst and my father tells me he's a like, mickey mantle's like what is wrong with you like what are you doing to the kids so anyway they, they were really kind to my father it went a long way so flash forward my dad's favorite player was bobby richardson he was a second baseman he was a whole uh, uh sorry world series MVP. so he's had his book signing at at the bookstore by me in uh, New Jersey, bookends in Ridgewood, which is a big place to sign books. I think Kenny Albert mentioned that. Um, Yeah. So I go, I'm like, I'm going to get this great gift from my dad. I'm going to get this book signed by Bobby Richardson, his idol, and he's a kid. So I get it. I sit on it from like July to Christmas. I go down to South Carolina and give it to him for Christmas. He's like, oh, he goes, that's so cool. He goes, I had lunch with him last week. I was like, uh, how'd that happen? Anyway, so through connections, he met him, but he remembered, my father said when they got together, he remembered him as a kid. It was just great. So again, that's, that's kindness that, you know, you give back and you, you yeah. put out into the world. You do that a lot. That's, that's a pretty important thing, especially in yeah. a position that you have. I uh,
3: had a kid that I uh, coached. Uh, he was going to the army and uh, he was over in California. That was a, a recruiting officer. Like he used my name on his yes. uh, application. And the recruiting officer looked at it he goes, Tom Laidlaw. He said, he to me when i played with the kings and wow. it made such a big difference to me i think it was because kids were yelling for my stick and they said give me give me give me i said kids listen here's the one if you want something say please guy please have a yeah. stick and the kid said this to, to, uh, to yeah it's pretty cool and when he said that and uh max this guy's name max cole a great great young kid max uh, Como, that's uh, I, max Como was a player Hey, max
0: colmo max Colo. cole uh, and, uh, so he said, yep, that's Coach Laidlaw. That's how we do it. Ooh, that's a, see, that's awesome. That, that's, you plant that go seed yeah. just by a little bit of kindness that goes such a long way. Two things, right?
3: I remember what it was for me. And then I also see the difference in the kid's eyes. Real, real quick, Max, stick, let's hear it. So I coached Max at the same age as my oldest son, Shane. And, uh, Max was always one of the bigger kids. Great team player. Loved him. But he wasn't under control. You know, he's always trying to defend his teammates and right? So, there's this a rule that if you got five penalties in a game, I think he got he missed the foul out, right? Right. Yeah. And then I think next next game. So, maybe of oh, those wow. escalating things. Auto sussy. Yeah. So, I learned with Max that uh, if he got to like three penalties or four penalties, I'd have to sit on the bench. He's in foul trouble. Right. Yeah, exactly. he need no. So, this one game, I think he got the four penalties. Um, he was still hot at the referee. So, he took his glove off the uh, from his hand, put it on the end of a stick, formed the middle finger on the glove like he was giving the bear, and he holds it in front of the referee while he's walking, skate butt it was i gotta tell you it was the funniest thing. yes but- oh the referee looked up at me and the two of us started dying laughing because he even thought it was so he's like all right that's a good one i'll let it go no he says tom oh, i gotta throw him uh-huh. out i said no, no i don't blame <laughs> him a bit but i'm still laughing this is hilarious he was- and is that kind of kid you'd love him like and he again he's married now i think he's got two children living out in colorado served in the army uh great kid but he just had that i looked at it some people are like he's a bad kid and i like that "No, he's a great kid. He's, yeah he got a huge heart he loves his teammates but it's very creative apparently oh, oh god that was i when i when the referee the reaction from him looking at me at the whole seat and everything. i can see it today and i was just dying, i laughed I yeah. couldn't help it i, I went with the dad and i are good, pretty good friends i think he felt bad
0: I'm sorry i said you kidding me that was one of the highlights <laughs> <Right> there's <laughs> all this rock and roll man. that's awesome so we're taking all the way back now so you didn't take the subway much but our next uh guest today is an influencer in new york who's done some incredible things in the subway he's like He's got his finger on the pulse of New York City for his uh, his social media empire of what is New York. Uh, Subway Creatures is the big one, what New York eats and what New York wears. He's basically dialed in everywhere, and it's going to be a great because he's a hockey-adjacent guy because I play with him. But he's uh, he's got this great empire in New York on social media, so it's, it's going to be Rick Warren, It's going to be a great show.
3: Yeah, I, I love meeting guys like that that are so creative to build something. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? It? Right? So it'd be great to listen to him and how he did all of things.
0: And I guarantee you, after this episode, you're going to like Rick even more because he's pretty awesome. Good. Here we Good. go. Looking forward to it. El Stappo. Oh boy. Hey, Tom, we got a, a very special one today for a lot of reasons. First off, we have an influencer, our first influencer on. We got a guy who built a brand and a business out of nothing. He's a handsome devil from New Jersey good friend of mine and an excellent hockey player with a booming slap shot we got rick mcguire host of owner of subway creatures what is new york what new york eats and there's one more right rick what's the other one what new york wears what new york wears so he's got an, he's got an empire an influential empire in new york city and he's the man
3: this is pretty cool having you on seriously i, I you know we have hockey players and owners and all this kinds of stuff the first time we've had somebody like you on it really amazed me too and i said this to tom before the show uh that i just i really envy having that creative mind that you've got uh, tom's got a little bit of one but not much. There one. it goes again. Smully. It's, it's small, but it's creative. Uh it's great, great to be here, Rick. Oh, thank you for having me. It's it's, it's awesome to be here. So I, I want to get into both, like your life before you started all this and how you got into this. So what were you doing for work before you uh, got into those?
4: Yeah, uh, I was a, in college. I was a media major. So I was working in television as a television producer Um, back in 2008 is when I started at VH1. Uh, actually that's where me and, uh, Tommy had, had a little overlap there and, uh, you know, it, it, it really tied into what I, I have going on now just because of the content and, uh, being able to see things, uh, before they exist. And, uh, you know, the, the television thing, I really credit a lot to, to kind of where I am at this point. Right. So with the subway, what's
3: the subway, what call subway creatures. Come on, man. You did your homework. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So did you know when you started that, say, okay, I'm going to acquire all these Subway videos and now make this into a living for myself?
4: No, not at all. To be honest with you, I started it just because, uh, you know, I was doing the daily commute every day. And, you know, it was one of those things. I wanted to send my friends and family all the crazy, funny, bizarre stuff I was seeing. But then I, I felt like I was starting to annoy them by texting them so much. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just create a website. because This was all before Instagram. Created a website. And, uh, I was like, listen, if you guys want to see it, I'm just going to put this stuff up daily and you can check it out there. And then Instagram came along. I I moved everything over there. This was just a hobby on the side. Uh, like I said, I was working as a television producer at the time and, uh, never did I ever imagine it was going to kind of, you know, take off the way it did. And, uh, luckily it did. Uh, I was able to quit my job and that kind of brings us to where, where I am now.
3: Now, so, uh. With the subway one, it really intrigued me. Uh, so, you did you promote somehow the people to come to your page, or it just happened organically?
4: So, at the time, um, you know, it, it was. It, it still kind of is. Uh, it, it's a one of a kind. You know, there isn't really another page that documents or a social media account that documents all the crazy stuff that's happening in the subway. So, it was. You know, when people do see this type of content and, and you know incidences in the subway they know to come to me, but uh, yeah, I know you're asking, how did they know to come to me in the first place? And it honestly, this is, it's, it's one of those wild stories of how viral stuff happens. Um, people, people started sending it to their friends and family. You know, I was just sending it to my friends and family in the beginning. What they started doing is either reposting or sending it to their friends and family. and, And it just exponentially started to grow. And then next thing you know, I have New York media, like New York Post and CBS. And, you know, they're all knocking on my door saying, hey, we want to document you. Uh, we, you know, we we love the account. We want to hear the story behind, you know, behind the scenes. And, you know, all of a sudden it took that snowball effect and really started taking off.
0: Was there a moment, Rick, like that you caught the wave that you can pinpoint, like this video took me from-
4: Yeah, like, from the, the tipping day. point. Um, there was a tipping point, And it's actually funny that you asked that because not too many people ask me that question, but Uh, It was the New York Post who came to me. And as you can imagine, you know, they had a different agenda. You know, how do you feel? You know, Mayor de Blasio is doing with somebody. I was like, listen, I want to keep politics out of this. But um, what they wound up doing was a story on me. And there was a picture that I had posted of a guy pissing right off the platform onto the tracks. And they had a field day with that one. And uh, what they did was they said originally, you know, we're just going to put this as a story digitally online. And it got so much traction online that the next day they reached out and go, listen, it did so well. We're actually going to do a, a a full page spread on page two in the actual paper. So uh, I, I wound up, you know, the next morning, I think this was like maybe like 2015, 2016. I went out, I got a copy of the paper. I'm like, oh, you're not going to believe this. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, I uh, wound up getting it framed for me. And I still, to this day, have it framed because of that tipping point. Uh, it means so much. That article meant so much to everything that I have going on. And that I still hangs in my room at home. And uh, that was definitely the tipping point. Because after that, all of a sudden, it was like radio shows, podcasts, uh, other news shows. And it, it really decided to just snowball into this was, crazy thing. That-
0: yeah, everyone in this business, Rick knows. We look at our counts, we look at our numbers, we always see. But what was that day like when you went from whatever it was thirty thousand to three million? We were like, holy cow! I can't believe this is finally happening.
4: Yeah, well, you know the weird part is, you know, it's one of those things where you know to me, and sometimes this still is a thing where it's it's just numbers. Um, it's not until you actually go out and you start hearing stories from people. Like here's a quick one. So my brother went on his uh, his honeymoon. Uh, again, this was back in maybe 2016, 2017, maybe around there. And uh, he went on his honeymoon to Aruba and he was uh, at a pool. They wound up meeting a couple next to the pool. And while they were talking, the woman leans over and goes, oh, my gosh, you guys have to look at this account. It's hilarious. Me and my husband follow it. And uh, she showed it to my brother and it was my account. And he goes, you guys are messing with me. I know somehow you guys found out about this. And They go, what are you talking about? He goes, that's my brother's account. He runs that. She goes, no. And then he like showed pictures and
3: that's cool. And
4: that is when it puts things in perspective for me. You know, you you look at the account to me, it's just numbers. But when I hear stories like that, it really just kind of wraps it all together.
3: So when you see things in the news, uh, like the guy paid $14,000 to get a a dog suit that he walks out. (laughs) Did you see that? Oh, Now, do you look at that that. stuff? Yeah. Do you look at that and say, I need to do a video about that or is it? This so much odd. You know, it's not. It.
4: I think that guy might have been in like China or something, right? Wasn't he like an oh, Asian it? country? So like, it didn't really, it, it didn't hit home for me because it's not necessarily New York based. But yes, as you can imagine, I have tons of people sending me that stuff just because of how wacky it is, and uh, I get stuff like that on a daily basis. Sure. So it's kind of you have to filter out like, where did this happen, and and does it apply to my accounts? But listen, you you can't ignore something like that regardless. I mean, that story is why.
3: And I looked at the picture first. It looks like a real dog too. <laughs> well, like, Are you going to be a furry now, understand? Tom?
4: Yeah. you want to, do you want to tell
3: them like, what it is? Yeah. I, I think I saw it in the New York post where this guy's why he paid $14,000 for a suit. They make it seem like at first that he's actually transformed into a dog. Right. They're being sarcastic, but it's, he bought the suit, but he walks around on his all fours and it, it's a cute dog. It's like, I believe <laughs> that it's an actual dog like glassy right? right it looks like glassy yeah yes exactly yeah so yeah it's oh, funny well I don't think here too we won't dwell on my like yeah there's a the dog and uh but I live in a cottonum complex up here in British Connecticut and dogs are allowed so we have this constant thing going on about the dogs barking all the time like there's a there's something going on there and try to attack these dogs all around me and they're barking all the time so now I'm the public enemy number one from dog owners. you should get the suit and be like a secret furry You know, that's a great idea yes <laughs> you can tell dates so and uh, supposed to be on a leash here, too. The other day, he had his dog walk around with no leash. I'll walk around with no leash on. There you go. And
0: I'll start barking. Yeah, at six it. foot two collie. That'll be great. That'll work really well.
3: <laughs> you strike me as a guy with a lot of pimples. I, You know what? I don't. I, I. It's funny you say that. People have said kind of that stuff before. But no, I've always, uh, growing up on the farm, we always had mutt dogs. Um, had a, uh, well, my second wife, ex-wife, uh, she had a little Yorkie, so the Yorkie became mine. So I drive around on my big black pickup
0: truck, and the, the Yorkie be having his head stick. Big tough guy, big, yeah. tough guy from Cadner with that was, big dome. He was a killer, I thought. So Rick, what's what's you've now? Ricky you went from Clifton, New Jersey to hanging out with Ed Sheeran in the subways, which is a pretty cool story in, in kind of a short time. What's your favorite couple of videos that you got that you've uh, put out? Is Pizza Rat, one of them.
4: I mean, Pizza Rat was one of the 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 first videos that, again, kind of put me on the map a little bit. Uh, just because I, I I had nothing to do with that video, but I was one of the first larger accounts to pick it up and feature it. And uh, that was one of the ones that like the news gave me a lot of credit for. And I didn't, I don't necessarily deserve it, but I was one of the first to feature it. Uh, Listen, I don't know if people know the behind the scenes about Pizza Rat, but that was a trained rat and it was a big stunt. That Wow, look at that. that. Um, It was uh, someone in New York who does a lot of these viral stunts and it worked. It worked, but oh, um, yeah, that was one of the, that was one of the best ones. Um, definitely that cheering one was cool, but uh, I think one of my favorite people to work with in the subway uh, was uh, Hosier. We did uh we did a pop up show with him in the subway. Uh, I think it was maybe back in uh, 2018 or 2019. Um, that dude is super talented. Um, and fortunately enough, I was able to hang out with him again later, uh, fairly recently, but. He's such a nice guy and you want to talk about talent, man. This guy just sang acapella and it was, he was better than listening to his songs on like Spotify. Yeah. Like he was so, so uh, surreal uh, being in front of him while he's singing in the subway. And that was another video that got a lot of traction as well. It was all over the place when we did that. But, you know, fortunately that's one of the things that, you know, I've been able to do with this account is work with a lot of musicians who, you know, when they're coming out with like a new song or a new album, whatever the case may be, they hit me up and they're like, hey, let's go down to the subway. We're going to perform live. And uh, sometimes you get some of these really big names to do it. And, you know, it's just, it's really cool that, you know, I have those opportunities.
0: Yeah. Your follower, well, Tom was talking about your follower list is insane. It's like all Hollywood and, and you know, New York. A lot, people, a lot
3: of people I know that follow me are following you as well. You know what's that? So are you able to look at a video now and say, if this one's going to be a good one?
4: You know, you would think that, um, you know, I I do have a pretty good eye for stuff, but to this day, you know, there's some things that, uh, you know, I'll post and I'll be like, wow, that flopped. You know, it's like a, a, there's, I'm learning every day. However, um, you know, what's happened is because of the content that I see on a daily basis, you become really desensitized. So almost contrary to it, there's a lot of stuff that I pass up on that, I, I think, oh, you know, what is, this is nothing. This, and then maybe there's some case or instance where I post it, you know, almost like almost like a year down the road and the thing goes super viral. And I'm like, oh my God, imagine if I would have posted this a year ago and I actually got it. It's because I'm super desensitized to the content that I'm seeing. So I almost have to put my mindset in like, what would a viewer think, not me? And so I've started to really learn about that curve and, and, and what that content looks like.
0: You know, Rick's very good at that too. He's got a great uh, he's a producer, obviously. He's got a, got, a, got a great eye for it because he and I went to a Ranger playoff game last year. And Rick's a big devil fan, just so you know it's all oh my God. Uh, huge devil. <laughs> they're a good team. They're a good team now though. They're a good team. Well, we went to Ranger Penguin playoff game and we shot a video for for uh for, for what is New York? Yeah. I think yeah. Was, And and Rick's like he told me exactly. He's like, This will do this number. And he was basically almost spot on <laughs> exactly what it would do, which is pretty cool. See, I haven't got that eye at all. Probably like five years ago, so I posted a picture
3: of an egg. And it had like a million followers. Like it was the world's perfect egg. They said, but it was just weird. Yeah. Why would why would someone decide they wanted to look at this picture of this egg? Well, you look at it. it was there, right,
4: purely just, just to see how many followers it could get. And I I think they actually got pretty close to Kim Kardashian, who at the time was like the biggest had the biggest following. Uh, but that's what they were trying to do. They're trying oh, to so you get. Saw the egg. You saw that? Oh, okay. I I well, I yeah. I know one of the people who were running that whole thing. And it was, uh, that's exactly what they were trying to do. It had no, there was no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Just let's get this egg to have as many following. That's that's That sums up America right there. Yeah. You know, okay. let's, let's all follow a
3: freaking egg and uh, get it to have more following followers than uh, Kim Kardashian. Well, that that is the thing. Like we now have become, everybody just follows everybody else. So like when the pandemic started, everybody had to get toilet paper. Like, why did we want to get toilet paper? Like, like somebody else decided we're going to have a toilet paper. Rasheed, yeah.
2: The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate: How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word: Broomgate. Rick, do you
0: get a lot of offers to do to be on camera, be in front of the camera? I do. Because I mean, um, he's a handsome guy. Look at him, Tommy.
4: I get such Man, Tommy, it's weird. You can't emphasize that enough, can you?
0: Like, oh I you know we need to talk about it's that. funny because we play, we played hockey together and that used to be everyone used to just rip on rick because he's a good looking dude but he would be like handsome rick everyone called him handsome rick
4: he's leaving out the part that one of the guys on our team really saw that it was getting to me so he yeah. just decided to go a hundred percent in on it and it kind of it, it kind of caught you know it caught fire and everyone decided to jump on the bandwagon but
0: Shout yeah, out Chris Carusi. I I,
4: I I I honestly try to stay off camera, um, because you know I, I want the accounts to kind of speak for themselves. I feel like there are people that you know do better on camera than me, but uh, every once in a while, you know, you do you do get those DMs of people saying, you know, hey, you should do more stuff on camera, and you know, I I, I like to take I like to take the producer role more than more than the hosting role, to be honest.
3: Right. We well, not do you need our help to promote your sites, but the, so there's the the subway. There's the what's in New York is the other one. Yeah, there's subway creatures. Uh, there's what is New York,
4: which is basically everything that happens outside of the subway in New York. And then you have what New York eats, which is basically focusing on the food industry in New York. Oh. And then we have what New York wears, which is uh, celebrating the fact that people in New York can wear whatever they want, whenever they want, and uh, you know you don't you feel comfortable doing so. Yeah. So you know we try to try to hit all the categories. The only one we're missing is sports and uh me and Tommy have been working for years now on trying to figure some angle of that out. It's just a very oversaturated uh yeah. industry and it's it's very hard to to kind of gain the access that we want to. It so yeah. uh I'm stay tuned on that. We'll one. get stay that. T- Okay, That's what I'll say. So what was the first one you started the subway? The subway one was started back in uh 2011. Wow. Uh and that one was the OG, you know, that was the one that kind of uh, took off. And then, you know, it, because it took off, I'm not going to lie, you know, it is a little easy to move your audience to the other accounts because you're, you're, you know, leveraging that audience that you have for the subway one. But, um, you know, those accounts are still good. You know, there's still a lot of solid content on them. So they, they speak for themselves as well. So it's all on Instagram too, correct? It, I try to cover every platform, oh, yeah. um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, TikTok, you know, uh, you know, I try to cover them all because, uh, you know, there, there are different demographics on each platform. You know, you got the older folks on on uh, Facebook, but then you have the younger crowd in TikTok and you want the younger crowd to grow into your brand. So you definitely, you know, even though they might not be able to relate and it might not resonate as much with them uh, because they're younger and they don't live in New York, maybe there's still you want them to grow into the account. And, you know, when they do get to that age, or they do move to New York. You want them to be like, "Oh, I definitely remember hearing about that uh, when I in my back in my
0: TikTok days." Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, that's very cool. Wait, do you get a lot of uh, weird proposals? I was, I was just at DM. The okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> <it's> <laughs> weird weirdest is Tom. Tom went on Survivor, as you know, even though he played in the NHL for eleven years. He was on Survivor, and he got some weird oh yeah, oh it, man. DMs from that. Uh, wait, oh. wait.
4: Can you, uh, can you tell me maybe one or two of those, and maybe it'll spawn something that in my memory. Uh because I've got to
3: uh, hear this regardless you yeah. know so we were walking around, you're walking around. you walk around your underwear out there and you know so you can see pretty much everything and i became the target for a lot of gay men young gay men yeah. young oh. gay men so they were yeah. contacting me uh, sometimes they'd pretend that they were young women that later on they said well really i'm a guy i'm an 18 year old boy and i want to do certain things with you yeah so those those were words. Like, i'm no farm boy if you can't right you know i'm getting hit on like they started writing messages saying call me poppy and daddy and stuff and my, I'm saying to my sons, like, why do they call me Poppy and Daddy? <laughs> my sons, because they think gay or they want
0: Because you're on national TV and you're underwear. That's an Yeah, but my, my now, sons how many those did you entertain. <laughs> None yet. He still didn't like the dog suit.
4: <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, That's
3: yeah. I'm getting a reputation. though, so the Rangers invite me to a lot of stuff. So I go do all the crazy stuff now. So they invite me to the Gay Pride Parade and all this.
4: So, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I lived in Hell's Kitchen for a long time, maybe five or six years. And, and put my accounts aside. Uh, I was always getting approached. I had, um, I had one instance where there was a guy and again, I'm in hell's kitchen and it was a straight bar, but you know, you, there's, there's definitely yeah. gay guys there. Yeah. And one came over to me and he goes, Hey, you look like you could model. Um, I run a modeling agency and he goes, I would love to make an introduction to everyone and we would love to get you on camera. And, uh. I, you know, I had a, had a couple drinks in me. I got all jacked up. You know, I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's do this. And uh, after he left, the bartender goes, that guy is in here every night telling the same thing to every guy he comes across. He goes, don't go. That's right. What he's going to say. Don't go. And I was like, oh, "God damn it. Threw that card out. I was like, I, I really need to, yeah. to, he
0: this ask he ask you to. He didn't ask you to smell a napkin or anything, did he? Oh. Take away from the napkin. <laughs>
3: When, well, I was, well, when I uh, point, when I when I was at college, my buddies and I went for spring break down at Fort Lauderdale and we didn't have any money to sustain that tent down there so I'm I, we'd been to the bar all night I'm hitchhiking to go back to the tent the guy picks remember this really nice guy where chatting away. he says you want to come back to my place and just be you me and the video camera and I'm this <laughs> naive farm boy yeah from Canada
0: I go what like I think what's he gonna do with the video and the camera and I finally on dog- on. After a few minutes, I said, "You can let me out of this car. Let's find that tape. Where is it?" Oh, right. Right? So Rick, what now? I, we talk about the, that. Could have been a Dahmer
4: situation too. Right. I mean, you know, there you go. Yeah, right. yeah. We I, I talked about that. Uh, could have escalated really far. But no, there there have actually been uh, on on a on a lighter side, there have been really cool experiences where you know, for instance, you know, I had the New York Rangers reach out to me uh, during their playoff run, uh, where I brought Tommy. You know, me and Tommy went to the game. Uh, I know he's a huge Rangers fan, so he was the first person that came to mind. And we went, you know, for free. We got to see, you know, a a playoff Ranger game. Um, You know, there's opportunities with uh, a lot of the the New York teams. You know, uh, the the Brooklyn Nets invited me to sit courtside.
3: Uh, So they just wanted you there because of your your staff?
4: I mean, listen, there's always a catch. You know, you're always waiting for the, all right, now what do you want out of this? And, of course, you know, there's they always want, like, for instance, like Tommy had said, you know, it's like, hey, we want to give you playoff tickets. And you're sitting there and you're like, Great! Uh, I'm a huge hockey fan. Let's go. And then they go, great. So we're going to give you this section, and we would love for a video to show up on what is New York about the Rangers. You know, it's like one of those situations. Uh, same thing with Brooklyn Nets. But you know what? That's fine. You know, it's yeah. it's 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 more about having these opportunities and having the access. Plus, what you're also doing is networking, and you're making you're establishing these relationships with the with the front office of these organizations. And it it it's it's a long play for me. So, you know, the next time the Rangers go into the playoffs, you know, probably won't be a while. But you know,
0: oh. somewhere
4: down the road, you know,
0: it was a yeah. shot, by the way.
4: Yeah, I to throw that dig in there, man. Yeah, you did it, did down it, did the it. road, you know, maybe I'll get invited. Who knows?
3: I was
0: just going to give you a compliment too, tell you I was smart. I thought you were, but that,
3: that's that's gone down. but
0: pulling that back. But Rick and his brand is becoming, and they're they're real influencers in New York. Yeah. They're known by everyone, and you have these great relationships, and you just keep building them, and they keep snowballing, like you said. You know, I, I, I asked Rick this before, but he with what is what New York eats, he gets he gets free meals all the time, oh, which you know, is a great on yeah. great restaurants.
4: Yeah, I mean that's just one of the perks to all of that. But you know, the the whole point of that page was kind of to shine a light on the the food industry because. You guys remember that that industry got decimated during yeah. COVID. And I had so many friends and family that, you know, had places uh, you know, that just were trying to stay afloat. So that was the whole point was kind of feature the mom and pop places. But again, like Tommy said, you know, you do get these uh these these nice opportunities to to dine at some
3: of these places, which is really cool. So when you go, do you make a reservation and that so obviously they're asking your name? You no, bring
0: it, right? <laughs> yeah. he's ever
4: scene in Casablanca when you know when they when they uh they pull a table up and they just put it down right in front oh, okay. oh,
0: like, the copa yeah the copa, oh, the copa. that's
4: a here, say, Casablanca yeah the copa yeah exactly um yeah. It, it's one of those scenarios you know so it's like uh you know it it, it it, it's really cool especially when you know you're bringing a female friend you're like hey yeah you know you, you, you want to go to this place there's uh usually you need a reservation like two months in advance but uh you know i know well, that's us let's get into that a little bit that's gonna help your dating life too right oh For yeah you? man <laughs> yeah I, I don't yeah i we don't need to dive into that too much because oh, we, you know what? we i don't know who's listening to
0: this but tom, tom needs I, tips though he definitely needs some help oh no i don't <laughs> No, it's not a better need to help me.
3: No, you like, sound like you do well for yourself anyway. Like, well, that, okay, well, here's the issue, though. Okay, I it. I am the magnet, though. I need every woman that has, like, serious daddy issues, uh, any, any issues whatsoever, right? Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, you're a magnet for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not like I'm, it's not necessarily a good thing that I meet lots of women. It's, man.
4: Well, okay, because I have, I, you know, for some reason, I'm attracted to the crazies, you know? Oh, okay. The crazy oh. Crazy. And, we, well, I, and, there you go. Yeah. Jesus, man. I mean, everyone's like, why do you get yourself into these scenarios? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. we got to keep it interesting, I guess. I don't Isn't really, really-
3: Okay, I'm glad we're on this subject. Let's delve into this year <laughs> now, okay? So, I don't know how you are. When I'm in the middle of it, though, it doesn't seem so crazy. It's when I step back, my things blow up, and I step back later on and go, why? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right?
4: Oh, yeah. And you look back, and you're like, what was I doing? Yeah. You like that, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got so many examples of that. I mean... <laughs> And hey, you have, you, me and you need to like have, yeah, have I an mean, honest, like dinner, sit down and we yeah. compare stories all day.
3: Yeah. So, so Tom and I made sure, what, six months ago? Eight,
0: That's like, like a year, ago, a year ago. ago.
3: Yeah. So we do this show. So we'll do one with you and then they'll have a little break and then we'll do another show Call have somebody else on. So we sit there and talk about life and everything. He's got, he's a stable married man, family and the whole bit. So I start telling some of my stories. And again, I, like I'm saying now, I didn't realize how nutty they were until I see the look on his face when I'm telling the stories. <laughs> What, what is really, what is wrong with you man what is that saying about us right oh yeah totally yeah so i used to think it was the girl's fault. that's a great point so i used to think you don't remember. Well, they tom actually said to me at one point he says what is the common denominator with all these situations here? yeah it's me it's you and i there you
0: go brothers oh yeah i think rich got a harder shot than you do though tom oh that's, that's like a ribbon that doesn't say too much so
4: oh wait yeah there is um it- Listen, I'm not gonna toot my own horn because I'm not a big offensive guy. I'm I stay home, stay at home defenseman. But listen, I'll shoot from anywhere, and uh, And he does. There's been a couple examples uh, over at at, what was it, Tommy Iska,
0: where Jersey, yeah. I've
4: never seen it before. I shot it. It went through the boards. It went straight through the
0: boards. Yeah, Ricky can rip it. He can He can rip the puck.
4: They asked me to sign the piece, and uh, they kept it. I was like,
0: all right. This is roller hockey too. This is roller.
4: All right, let's yeah. let's be let's be real. It's roller hockey.
0: Yeah, it's That's still funny. hockey. It's still All good right. hockey. Shout it? out to Does Dennis Jelsicadiska.
4: Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw you know the highlights because roller hockey's taken off. Man, you got oh. Pat Maroon out here. You got yeah. a lot of these these
0: Conor big, Bedard.
4: great Bedard, uh in the off season playing playing roller hockey. It's you know even Connor Bedard, he's got a highlight reel in, and oh uh, yeah.
3: Is that the league the Devils are into? Are they in the rule? (laughs) There we go. You know what? I deserve that. I deserve. No, actually, I should be careful though because they are a good hockey team. Oh man, they're good. Yeah, Yeah. they're better than Rangers right now. Yeah,
4: Yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm still uh, waiting. There's a couple of those guys I think live in the city. You know, I'm still waiting to run into some of them. Some of the Devils. Oh, Tommy, who are you working with again?
0: Oh, PK. Too bad. He's in the. He's down in. Uh, he's downtown.
4: Yeah, I think he's in like Tribeca,
3: maybe. Yeah,
0: he's in Tribeca. uh, but so
3: yeah, you got your yeah. Video camera, and you saw somebody like that—a a hockey player. Would you go up and interview? Them? To be honest, no. I, tr- you know, there's this really
4: cool aspect about celebrities in New York, where as long as you're not in Times Square, people let you mind your own business. And and I've talked to a bunch of them, and I've always asked them that question. You know, you know, what's it? Obviously, hockey players really don't get recognized. You know, it's not the most popular sport. It's it's very hard to recognize. I think probably uh, is one of the, Players, I would say you could recognize from anywhere, yep. you know, he's, he's, he's Mr. GQ, you know, he's, he's Mr. New York too. But, um, you know, very rarely it probably PK too. Okay.
0: Yeah. He's probably, Yeah. He stands out.
4: You know, if you, if you look at these guys, it's, it's like the really fashionable guys that the loud ones, um, but you know, hockey players don't get recognized, but celebrities in general, you know, the one thing that they, they always say is the cool part about, you know, living in New York or being in New York. They don't get harassed. They don't get approached a lot. Um, I've seen tons of celebrities on the subway in person. No one says a word to them. No one bothers them. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just a really cool part. And I try to I try to keep my distance as well. However, I do have a very funny story. Um, so I, I don't get starstruck easily. Um, I was on the subway and I I saw Matt Stone. Now Matt Stone. So- Trey Parker are the two creators of South Park and Book of Mormon and a countless number of movies. Uh, To me, they're they're geniuses. And, you know, from my world of television, you know, those are people that I get starstruck by. So I see this dude. I know it's Matt Stone. Obviously, no one else in the train knows. But I get my camera ready and I do exactly what you were saying. Like, I went up to him. I'm like, hey, Matt. And he like looks up and he like shoots back. And he's like, you could tell I startled him. And I'm like, hey, man, I would really love a a selfie real quick. And I go to point the thing up and he goes, no, 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 no. And he like knocks my hand down. And I was not expecting that reaction at all. And I just look at him and I'm like, oh, and I don't know what to do. I'm in total defeat mode. So I just sit down and I'm staring at my phone and there's no screen on. It's just a black screen, but I'm staring (laughs) because I don't know what to do. And he's standing there. And I'm standing right next to him, and I'm like, "This is the boldest <laughs> embarrassment I think I've ever been in my life." And we go a couple stops, and he, out of nowhere, comes and sits down. And he goes, "All right, let's take one real quick." I just didn't want you to do that because when people see, you know, me taking a picture with them, they, what, regardless of whether they know who I am or not, everyone starts running over and wants to take pictures. Yeah, he goes, yeah. I, I'm not in the mood for that right now. And I go, and I'm sitting there fumbling my phone, like, "Oh, right, right, right. Let's take the picture." So we take the picture and he immediately gets off the train at the next stop. And I was like, man, did he redeem himself because he was about to go from one of the biggest celebrity, you know, people I love to all the way at the bottom of the list. But that was probably one of the only times I ran into someone famous that I was like, I got to get a picture with him.
0: Was that in in the subway creature days or was that before that?
4: That was in the Subway Creature days, and I was so embarrassed. I, I, I never posted it. I still have the picture.
0: Does he follow you?
4: No, he had no idea. You know, right. those guys are so like in their own world. I, I don't, I don't even think they have social media. I don't, I didn't even check, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't.
3: Yeah, my problem when I walk around the city is the they all think of somebody else. They think he's the, oh, the, the, the what White Rock. Who do you get? I get. Uh, remember Viggo Mortensen? Yes. Yeah. So when I had hair. Uh, I they see that. Yeah, remember the History of Violence movie came out.
0: Everybody yeah, after that movie came out. That
3: rape scene in there, or that <laughs> yes, rape, that's, scene, that's rape it was scene was yeah. Like, yeah, on the stairs too. Yeah, I was right. yeah
0: see, that's yeah. why. That's why you guys have issues. There you go. <laughs> that pin is right there. <laughs> that's or, you, that's the reverse of the sexy.
4: Yeah, remember he's got a weird ass too. He's got like a little tail. Remember, <laughs> yeah, I dropped him one of those too.
3: I just, I know. In the weeds of it. Yeah. Jesus. You know the other one, I get the rock was I don't mind the rock. No, it, no. You're
0: the oh, oh.
3: He gets the God. white rock. I yeah. did. A uh, kid at the camp said I look like the rock's grandfather. He said <laughs> I said, Wait, what's it the grandfather business? Yeah. So you're Samoan now. I'm Samoan, yeah. Samoan Canadian, Canadian. Samoan.
0: Yeah. Small yeah. sector of Canada. Rick do <laughs> you get a lot of uh celebrities DMing you directly?
4: Um, you know what? It it happens every once in a while. Um I'm trying to think of who some of the some of the best ones were. Oh, I, I posted one the other day. This is, again, childhood thing. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, RIP. Um, he DM'd me because he was sending me content. And I was wow. like, what the hell is Pee Wee some- Herman? And it's like his picture. It's his account and everything. Uh, that was one of the ones I actually saved. Wow. But uh, he DM'd me a picture of a guy dressed as the Christmas tree on the train. And he goes, hey, man, you know, a friend of a friend sent this to me, but I love your account, and I, you know, I wanted to be on the account. Oh, wow. Don't worry if you don't post it. And I was like, again, well, a really weird person to be starstruck by. But I was like, oh my god, Pee Wee Herman. I was like, we got to work together. Unfortunately, we never got a chance to. But he was down for it. It's Just he was in L.A. And you know, it was one of those situations. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you do have um, every once in a while. Not only uh, celebrities DMing, but like if I post pictures, because there is a certain series I do where. It's celebrities on the train and they, oh, and will attack and they'll find themselves and they'll be like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe, uh, who is it? Alec Baldwin's wife, you know, tags me and stuff all the time. Oh. Uh, you know, she's, a, she's a big subway rider with her like 20 kids or
3: whatever she yep. has. I'll go with Keanu Reeves too. He's big on the subway. See him a few times. He
4: is, yo. And and that's where you know these people get a lot of credit for just being everyday yeah. New Yorkers taking the train. You know, uh, to be honest with you, sometimes it can really be one of the most efficient ways of getting around. Sure. Sure. But uh, there's so many videos of Keanu Reeves on the train, being you know the gentleman giving up his yeah. seat for yeah. people, and uh, you know just being a normal person. But you know those are the celebrities, you know that that are really you could feel like they're in touch with like the regular Joe.
3: Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Nobody bothers me. Even <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I played, you know what's funny? I would leave the building, that'd leave Matthew Garden sometimes and they'd say, There's Dom Maloney. Say you? Yeah. That it was me. And he necessarily you just walk away from the fan. <laughs> uh, I just you know, it, it actually ended up being a great thing for me because a lot of guys have a hard time once they retire from playing. That whole celebrity thing is gone. but well, mainly mostly gone. For me, that was never an issue, and I left nothing where the shades up I should have just moved on. So just a regular Canadian knucklehead. Were you ever in, would you ever live in New York or just always Connecticut? No, well, I was always up in here. We practiced at ride playland up in Rye, obviously. Right. So that's, we, I, I looked, there was only like, uh, Grant, Ron Grescher, Rod Dugay, and Barry Beck lived in the city. Uh, I was looking at a place, actually, back when I played, like at my first year in NHL, I made $60,000. So to find a place to stay, I was up by like a 96th Street, I found a place. But then I had to get a place to park my car and it took me over the budget so I could afford to uh, live <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. yeah, Tom, he missed, yeah, he was like a, a little different oh yeah. Pink, yeah and tom missed out on the the studio 54 days you were more like a country music guy yeah I, it just it's just stopping when i got here in 1980 yeah so that was the big deal was, stay away from the ski thing. slopes
3: yeah you know, and then people always ask too they say like are you mad now because all these players like i probably would have been making like five million dollars a year based on who i was as a player and i said i got divorced twice so the first wife would have got half but the second wife would have got half of the other half so it's right where i'm at right now so worked out, worked out well smart that was my investment plan, right? Getting married and getting divorced.
4: You're living in Greenwich right now. It doesn't sound like you're doing that bad,
3: all right? <laughs> I know. I, I figured I'd move far away from Tom Smith, but he keeps
0: finding me. Yes, and he, he saves money on his air conditioning bill because he doesn't use it. So, that's- uh...
3: So, okay. So, I do motivational speaking. What I try to uh, teach people to do is get out of your comfort zone. So, take things out of your life. Like, we're going to do it with you. So, we we're going to pick something for a month that you don't, like, It's you're going to survive, but you take it out of your life so you're a little bit less comfortable. So, last summer, I went without air conditioning all summer long. Hence I hence I was single for the whole summer too. That's
4: a that's a good one actually. That's yeah. uh and also pretty unbearable. I mean, I'm I'm in Brooklyn right now and granted we've been through a heat heat wave the past week or so. Uh, um I can't even imagine living here yeah. without AC right now. We don't Especially get the country breeze that you yeah. guys get up in Greenwich.
3: That is the difference. Yeah, I open the doors and windows and there's she all the time. So, yeah, it's not that bad. That is a good one. Uh, so, what's next for you then? The sports is the next one?
4: You know, sports, it, it, me and Tommy have been trying to work on that um, and what the angle is because the problem is is what, we, what I have going on, sports is all licensed, you know? So, you're going to run into a lot of issues where – you know the NBA, uh, the NFL. They're they're going to give you a lot of trouble because of the licensing. So it's not like you just throw videos up of like highlights. You know, like SportsCenter does. You know, you're going to run into a lot of issues. So you know, we we've, we've been thinking about maybe taking like a, a behind the scenes of like the smaller sports. The uh, you know, sure. what are and it could be it could be very subjective. It could be anything. You know, there are people who who play professional, not professional, but like Quidditch. You know, like they're yeah. like. Hmm. For this yep. Harry Potter sport, you know, like it could be anything. Um, yep. There's a, dark, there's a lot of uh, recreational yep. sports in New York sure. and and people take them pretty seriously. Yeah. So, well, you know, there's pretty what if, angles for
3: that. What if you did like sports fans? So you went outside Madison Square Garden uh, right before a game. So, sports
4: so sports. that was actually part of what I was trying to do the night yep. that I met up with Tommy well, um, was trying to get fan reactions, you know, because, yeah, you know, you get you get these fans who are all jacked up going into the game but then you get the drunk fans coming yeah. out yeah. and that's when you get the gold.
0: you know, that's yeah. when you get, the well, gold. that's so, like the, the, the Bing Bong, the Nick, the Nick guy, the Bing Bong. That's, guy. How, that would that's how
4: Bing Bong came Bing Bong, you know, they, it was, it was the Knicks, uh, Hawks series. And, uh, you know, people were doing exactly that. They were just stationed outside of MSG waiting to, you know, talk to the drunk jacked up crowd. And next thing you know, Bing Bong is born and it's, okay. uh, Sometimes you hit gold just like yeah. that. So, so the fan angle is definitely part of the sports.
3: The other one I think it's you should get up Metro North Railroad on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, so, like, see what the kids are like oh. on the way there and what they're like. <laughs> they're doing shots oh. on the train and everything. Oh, that's
4: oh, yeah. I, I get tons of videos for that, and, and we'll use You know, like, yeah. I it may not be the subway, but who yeah. cares?
3: Yeah. So, you okay, just be clear that you get videos sent to you, people just want their video on your site. Oh, they think it's yeah. So
4: exactly. So you know, the the one thing that I've prided myself on from the get go is when people send videos, I credit them. So their name is in the caption. So it's an incentive for them to continue to send stuff in because sure. all they want is the clout. You know, they they want the shout out in the caption. So um, you know, it's it's instances like that that p- they keep coming back and they keep sending gotcha. content. Um, not to mention, a lot of the time, it's either their friends or family that are in the videos and they're just like oh my god look at this clown you know look at what they did yeah. and uh you get a lot of stuff like that but you know more than not more more than anything it's it's just you don't have to like stage anything you just go into the subway and you're gonna you're bound to run into something
3: right so is there anything that's been too nasty that you wouldn't post
4: oh yeah oh my god i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna send you some stuff once we're off air there <laughs> is there is there is the, you wouldn't believe how many people have sex on the subway or in the stations. Oh. And then on top of it, and this is on a, on a darker note, uh, people send me, you know, body parts and people just oh, under people. trains and like, and I don't know what I'm looking at until I'm actually seeing. Yeah. So again, enter that whole desensitization thing where yeah. it's like, you know, y- you've seen the faces of death and it's just, it's, it's awful. But again, you don't know that it's there until you're looking at it. And so there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, you can't get away with because of community guidelines on social media, but so, I was um, going to ask you, right? Okay. So I keep, I right. keep a lot of that stuff on the side. And right. then what, you know, what you can also do is, you know, certain I've gone on podcasts before and I'm like, let's show the things that I can't show on social media, oh, wow. you know, not <laughs> saying this the time or place, but, uh, right. You know, there's there's plenty of content where you wouldn't, you'd, you'd be like, no, that, that can't be a thing. There's no way those people are having sex in front of an, a full train of people. And it happens.
3: Maybe <laughs> we're not as crazy as we think we are, right? Maybe that's the good well, thing. No, you're yeah, still crazy. You know, both you know. of you. I, I know you're both. You're both crazy. Let's go Back to that subject. you think it's like we're crazy or that the women are crazy? Or do we make them crazy?
4: That's an interesting angle, and I don't, I don't, I don't think we should blame ourselves for this. We're <laughs> yeah. <of> <laughs> having like, yeah, we're having like an intervention with
3: ourselves now. Here. Yeah, but um, you know, I let's not blame ourselves. All right, so what good to point were do- you, Rick? Good point, for you, I'm a motivational speaker, I'm all positive all the time, and here I am picking on myself and you. That's ridiculous. It's my yeah. fault of it. he tried to talk me into totally it. my fault. Yeah, it's not. You. I mean, listen, there,
4: there is the self realizations that we had that hey, let's look at the common denominator. But let's not, let's not, let's, let's put a little bit of it on them too, you know?
3: Yeah, totally. So I met this woman one time, really nice woman, had her over for dinner here. And she starts telling me all these stories about her life. Like she, uh, she didn't have any friends. So she went on Craigslist to find a friend. And uh, then she was married and uh, she knew her husband was cheating. So she was a Hispanic woman. So she put a blonde wig on and went to Kennedy airport to spy on. She's telling me these stories. And I think, oh, she's a nice woman. (laughs) And uh, my son comes over the next day. Now he knows the history of my dating life. And uh, he says, what have you been up to? I saw that's this really nice woman. He looks at me, rolls his eyes, and says, okay, tell me stories. So I start telling these stories, and as it's coming out of my mouth, I realize, I see the look in his face, and I realize, and I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> now, let me ask you, does the apple fall far from the tree? No. That, thank God. No, both my sons, uh, one's married, one's got a girlfriend I lives with. Total gentleman. Uh, Great girls, solid relationships. Yeah. So
4: he learned from his father's mistakes.
3: Yes. Thank you. They they overcame genetics. I sacrificed myself (laughs) for my sons. So, what a great. You're you're a hero. Thank you very much. Thank you.
4: Hey, hey, these are the sacrifices we make, you know? Yes. Yeah.
3: Definitely. Look at all the stuff that you do. You're looking at all those dead bodies and everything like that to help other people have fun. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, I I mean this very seriously. Uh, You're a great person. Seems like a lot of fun guy, but I really. Like uh, the vision you have, like to figure it all out and then thinking down the road, what else you're going to do? So very impressive. Good job by you. Uh, Rick's awesome. He's yeah. a good friend. No, I appreciate yes. it. And uh, honestly, I
4: really, I, I love that, that you guys had me on. This has been awesome.
3: Appreciate it. Great job. We got to. All right. So you and I are going to get together, go down to the city, hang out. We'll tell some old stories together. We'll make we're it happen. Gonna, we're
4: going to get into trouble. That's
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, but don't you- I'll, I'll
0: you, you some places. Oh, okay. Nice. I always like new he, places. He's serious, though. He's he's absolutely serious. I'm just Tommy, down the
4: you can calm, but uh, uh, you know.
0: if you need a chaperone, maybe, but otherwise, I'm
3: out. So, you know, during July, oh, I guess it's really quiet for me, not as many events and all that. So, I was driving down the road the other day, and I was seriously, I'm driving along, and you go, I want to make a bad decision. Like, I actually <laughs> said to myself, I want to make a bad decision. I haven't made a bad decision in a long time. So. I know situations, I know some people. That, you know the one thing i heard like people say like they're just saying you know what well, you learn from your mistakes well the only thing i learned from my mistakes is just go harder next time i, 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 I never learned double down oh, the, the goalposts posts keep moving <laughs> yeah, yeah so i survived i'm 65 years old i survived and what, what's gonna happen now so well seriously rick great 65 uh, thank you brother thank you you're a smart man i told you uh, good judge of taste right there uh, seriously, thank you very much. You're an intriguing man, very intelligent. Uh, I don't know why you're doing hanging Hang around with Tom Smith, and we'll talk about him. Oh, go, oh, boy. Here we go. Thank you. Ridney, thanks for coming, thanks man. so much. All
4: right, guys.
0: Thanks, brother. all yeah, right and we continue the series tom of uh, our hockey adjacent or whatever we're calling I like it to, i like this yeah no it's great we got someone who's not a professional hockey player we've had rob burnett now we had rick McGuire of subway creatures and what is new york and you, you spoke to your first influencer yeah i told you this too I, like you've got the same mind too i hate to give you a compliment but
3: that's okay uh but this creative mind where i look and i go like they so successful i go like why
0: how did he think of that yeah but he's pretty humble too said he didn't necessarily think of anything. He just started posting stuff. A lot of great ideas come out that way. It's just yeah. you know, it just starts slow. And then he said they had that article uh, in the post of their feature on him, and it blew him up. Yeah, funny guy. And yeah, he's a great guy, good influencer. He uh, he knows everybody. Everybody knows him in New York now. So he's he's a he's yeah. a big guy in New York. He's got some places. He tells me. Yeah, I don't. Well, you know, bring a camera. Take take some footage. Think about that because that could oh, be man. that could be other. We we'll could do live. Maybe you should do that. Have that have that edit button somewhere. <laughs> he's funny i'd love seriously i would love to hang out with him in the city because like, everybody knows who he is he's got that personality i've known rick for a long time he's 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 the coolest dude yeah you, you'd have a blast and it was a great show we're people can you know like and follow subway creatures what is new york what new york eats and what new york wears uh his uh, is his influencing empire in new york city that's right you and him are going to do a show dollar road too, cool. you're working on it we've been for a while yeah cool you just latch on to anybody
3: won't you <laughs> yeah
0: Stuck with me. I, uh, my, how all my dreams are being hanging on the back of a sixty-five-year-old stay-at-home defenseman <laughs> who wore underwear on the national TV.
3: They ever tell a story too. Where my sons, we had a, like a viewing party at the local hotel. We had the lobby blocked off. It's on TV. My sons are there. Probably about fifty people. My sons are getting text messages. All oh, the buddies are watching the yeah. show. And all they ever wrote in was like, "Tell your dad to put a sock <laughs> in the bag." He's like, "It's not big enough." It's I mean, "How do you not know that going in?" There's so many things you don't think about before you go on the show. Like it just, it well, won't, you're gonna be in the water. There's going to be uh, shrinkage. But honest to God, though, you really, I mean, at least I didn't. I just—I was more thinking about, like, the physical part of it. You know, I put out
0: a little bit of weight. I just didn't think. You were just more about how your biceps look than you oh, are. Totally yeah. Right not, not not about shrinkage. That was going to be in front of the whole world, right? And, and, and they put, I, I joked about this before, but it's like they put you in, like, <laughs> like, bloomy underwear. All oh, like, it was that cool. about? The premise of the show is, obviously, that you're
3: shipwrecked. And, and really, all you've got is clothes on your back. You to the war like under armor or something like that like something smarter they're like an athlete. It, but they, they buy it for you and mm-hmm. they don't yeah they, they tell you what to buy what to bring
0: yeah you send clothes to them and they said out no, not this they send it back and then it was it it was canada's greatest and most favorite guest spot on survivor so the nation was behind you
3: oh uh, i actually watched the show sorry how do i watch it the other day i watched the replay i, mean, I haven't seen it two or three years we like i should have done this i should have done that well you know i i came i went in with the strategy that i was going to be this loyal guy it wasn't going to be the scumbag so I had a chance that once all the four people I'd formed an alliance with now were over in the other tribe, I, I sh- should have gone to the other people and said, okay, listen, I'll switch it. I'll go with you. Yeah. But that went, that would have ruined my whole game. The whole loyalty thing would have gone. But
0: like you said, it, it's, it's, it's a game show. Yes. You know, it's, that's what it really is. It's, it's a competition show. Yeah. And the biggest thing
3: I got from it too was that, uh, there's a lot of strategy, but the biggest strategy is try to find somebody else to hold off of it yourself. That's <laughs> really, that's the strategy. And then, you know, yeah. And then you get to the no strategy at the end there,
0: you get the last three or four people, but Find the weakest link, eliminate them. Oh, but yeah, but speaking of, so so yeah, you when you and Rick have your adventure in New York, yes, uh, so let's hear about. It. Maybe you'll be up on Subway creatures there's something cool up in Subway. Be probably making a mistake. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, like we said, at the show. I was driving out the
3: other day. It's been boring for the last couple of months, and I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a bad decision. Like I have not made a bad decision a long
0: time. Mm, you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> what are you talking about? We can review, but we'll keep that good, off the air. Good stories, good yeah, stories, awesome, yeah. All right, Grasshoppers,
3: thank you for listening. We had a fantastic show. We'll see you next time.